laid-back conversations with inspiring guests. J.T. Pendy with The Now on Late City Nights. Ren Gargulinski, how are you doing? Thanks for joining me. Wonderful. Thanks for asking, Jason. How are you? I'm doing amazing. And let me just tell the people who you are real quick. You're an award-winning writer. And you're also an artist, a mystic healer, and a creativity consultant who puts her passion and soul into everything that she does. And I can actually verify that. So, <laughs> well, thank you. I have a witness. You're welcome. <laughs> you're actually a, you're a published author. You have, like I said, nine books. Right. Uh, and you have, uh, let's see, what we're gonna, the book we're going to go over today is The Little Book of Big Jerks. Yes. And I love that title, and I, I love the book. It's very fun and, and creative. Um, but there's also you. some other books that you've written that I want to touch on real quick. And you wrote one called 12 Steps for Everyone. Yes, that's because the 12 Steps of Alco- Alcoholics Anonymous is such a life-saving thing for, you know, alcoholics. And right. people in the program say, you know, I wish there was a 12-step book for just those normies out there. Right. So <laughs> I took the cue. There you go. <laughs> and and kind of touch on what... Uh, Obviously, we know uh, anybody that has been involved in, in 12 Steps or knows somebody knows a little bit about, but what's the, touch real briefly on the 12 Steps for everyone. What, what are we doing there? Is that, is that to work, you know, is that for someone who knows alcoholics or, or lives No, with it's just for any person in the whole world who, I always felt like everyone else had this magic book that told them how life is supposed to work. And I was the only one left out, like a manual for living. (laughs) I understand what you mean. Yeah. So this is just like a manual for living for everyone. And what it does, it applies the steps, the 12 steps, but not with a focus on alcohol. So like step one in, in AA is that you're powerless over alcohol. But the step for everybody, it basically says you're powerless over every single thing in your life. Right. I, I just heard the other day, there's only three things we can control. Um, one is um, our actions, and the other is our reactions, and I already forgot the third one. <laughs> <laughs> our memory? <laughs> yeah. No, then I'd remember. Right. <laughs> but, like, you know, things are just going to happen, and we drive ourselves crazy thinking, you know, we can beat that red light, or we can make our boss say how much he loves us, or we can make our spouse clean the bathtub. You know, we can't. We can't do any of that. And you know what's funny is that does sound when we're trying to do those things we're really powerless against those things and that's why we're really trying to trying to control them. That's what exactly. it seems to me people and that are powerless are always trying to control everything. Right, right, because then it gives them some you know they they feel secure but the world is just one topsy-turvy mess. I think it comes from fear as well. I mean fear of not of being oh, powerless yeah. and I, I actually Actually, I've been conquering my fear lately. You and I have had a conversation about that. Right. And uh, it's it's so much easier just to, to have the courage to let all that go. Oh, see, now you're at step three. Yeah. There, <laughs> that, that's the magic button. It let is. Let go. <laughs> it's, the funny thing is, though, when I first realized that, it was really difficult. I mean, that's when my fear really hit me. And it was like my, my mind said, oh, you want to conquer your fear? I'm going to throw it all at you at once. 
yeah. yeah. So because it, it was, doesn't, uh, it's weird. Like part of you wants to stay in those old familiar habits. Absolutely. It's so easy. I mean, it might yes. be, might be detrimental to your life, but you're so used to, to living exactly. that life. Exactly. So anything else is unknown. So it, it's, what is it that that's saying about the devil, you know, so at least we know yeah. this devil, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know, fear. I was, I, I thought a lot about fear lately and it's, it's the first and most powerful emotion we ever feel. And it's the last and most powerful emotion ah. we ever feel. Not only that, but fear, I think most likely is the reason that we exist because fear goes way back. Different levels of life feels different levels of emotion. Uh-huh. Every level of life feels fear. And if oh, you conquer that fear, definitely. then you'll, you'll, be a, you'll be a driven person. If you succumb to that fear, well, I feel sorry for you because I did for a while and it was not a good life. No, because it's, I've been there too. And my whole life was just running away from things. Every decision was a reaction, which supposedly we can control right. um, <laughs> because I didn't want yeah. whatever it was, you exactly. know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm going to read that, but I haven't read it. Um, oh, but, uh, please I'm definitely do. Read it's it. a, yeah. it's a workbook. So you get to do little exercises. Oh. Yeah. And it has and what, really giant typeface. So they're fun. But what people need to know, too, is you're also an artist, and yes. you not only write these books, but you illustrate them as well. Yes, a lot of them are illustrated. Yeah, I think all of them up there are illustrated. Yeah. I can't help it. I need my little doodles in the margins. And they well, that's what I was just going to say. They're, they're, they're very, very entertaining and fun characters, the, the doodles. And, and not only that, but you, you build things out of uh, sheet metal and, and these characters out of sheet metal. You've built a couple for me, made a right. couple for me Beware of Grandpa. That was yeah. the first Beware, beware of, grandpa. of Grandpa sign I ever made. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Grandpa appreciated that too much, but I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I thought it was Yeah. <laughs> And Beware of Horses. We like that one, Yes. Too. Yeah, that's a good one, too. <laughs> There's more books. You have the World's Best Bullet Journal. Yes. And that is also a workbook type thing. It's actually a journal with um, daily pages that help you set up a morning ritual so you can ease into your day instead of waking up like your hair's on fire and then racing around and, and just being a, a discombobulated mess all day. Now, does that have anything to do with the alarm going off in the morning? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I sat by They're alarm in the morning. an awful sound. Why do oh they my make God. alarm clocks that, like, talk about fear? Well, that's funny because <laughs> I was reading up on your book and then I was reading some more stuff about annoying things and what annoys people. And we make those sounds intentionally to be annoying, like a I siren, know. like a police siren or an ambulance siren. Uh. They're, they're intentionally made to be annoying. And if you start lower and then they go higher, like, a, like some sirens do, that uh -huh. even every level gets more annoying to the person. Oh. So, so ambulance drivers will tell you, we don't wait for people to get out of the road. We make them drive. We make them get out of the road. Yeah. So they're actually controlling you with the siren just from pure annoyance. Uh -huh which is a very easy way to annoy people or to yes. control people just by annoying them. Sound. So, so the, the world's best bullet journal. So that gets you, I can see how 
you wake up and then immediately you're starting to plan out your day almost instead of just right. running around like and i bet like 90 percent of people the first thing they do is when they wake up these days is grab their phone yeah <laughs> and then they're sucked right into whatever it is whether it's a headline that makes them mad, whether it's an email they have to respond to, whether it's a social post they want to comment on. See, right away, you lost whatever. Well, I know we talked about having no control, but you are you lost being able to decide how your day is going to start. You've basically given up control to your devices and everybody else right, that's running your life. Right, yeah. And then you get pulled along through the rest of the day like you're being dragged behind a pickup. And by the end of the day, you're like, why do I hate everything? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> so have I. I mean, I'm all these things I've, I talk about is because I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm literally asking the question out loud, like, why is this happening? And I'm getting no right. answer. It's all because of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the bullet journal, it, it, it helps you wake up and ease into your day. Like it's I have funny. a whole morning ritual that it's at least an hour long and I couldn't live without it. I just enjoy it. It's my sacred secret time and it gets me balanced and ready to take on whatever's going to come. And what you're saying is I also read a little bit. I was reading a lot about annoyance and you know, annoying people, and there's not a lot of science to it. Annoyance seems to be more like the scientists are saying it's more like a, a low level of anger. Really? Whereas ra rage is a high level of anger. So, mm. And what they're saying is uh, we don't have time to ourselves anymore. Like you nope. said, as soon as you wake up, you grab your phone. Right. So you, and anyone, anytime you go somewhere, someone sits down, they have two or three minutes, they grab their phone. Yes. So, so they're not in their head anymore. They're not thinking about things. They're not working things out in their life. Nope. You know, that's, that's when we work things out, the, our problems and things, when we have that solitude time alone and right. we're able to think about it. And no one will give that time to each other now or to themselves now. Right. So we're always looking at our phones on social media, which is a 2D world. It's not a 3D world, so it's not real. Right. So, anything in a 2D world doesn't translate to the 3D world. And I think that's quite confusing for a lot of people. Yes. Right. Now they get face to face and then sit there saying, OMG. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I just had, you know, I, I get groceries delivered cause I'm lazy, you know, like, Oh, I know. Else. I love delivery. <laughs> I love delivery. We haven't found a good one in Florida yet, but yes, in Arizona, there's tons of them. Oh, I love it. I, I mean, yeah. I just, I, from time to time, you don't get, you know, I got two pounds of broccoli the other day that was expired that day. You know, I'm a single guy, so oh. what am I supposed to eat two pounds of broccoli? You know, I'm like, come on, come on, shop the order, come on. I know. But, you know, she's, you know, I had a delivery person, she's driving around my complex, can't find it. So she goes, what's your building number? But instead of what Y-O-U-R building number, it's what you are building number. I'm like, what's your building number? I'm like, is this where we're at, where people can't even uh, type Y-O-U-R? Yes. And it's like, we're just, we're cutting off half the word. I'm just, it's, it's lazy. It's pure laziness. Yeah. And it's, as a writer, it's, it's agony to see that. Very I much. Just, yeah. I like, I love words and big words and funny sounding words and French words that I spell wrong all the time. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> You know, my, my mother was a school teacher, my stepmother, which was for all intents and purposes, my actual mother. And, uh, she was a school teacher for 30 plus years. So 
Anytime I see something like that, I want to correct it immediately. Oh, <laughs> yep. So I it drives me you. nuts not being able to correct her and be like, you know, let's, let's, I, what I really want to do is send that to her mother and then her mother can correct it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know our parents did not talk like that. No. <laughs> Children talk like that, that spend a lot of time uh, in a social media world and texting yeah. and stuff. Oh, my God. So you're also what, uh, a, a mystic healer. So yes. you also, you've also written a book that says fun with crystals. Yes. That, um, that again is a guide. I, I love helping people and I like to take topics that maybe are harder to learn or understand and then make them really fun and easy. And I wrote the crystals one because I just got into crystals recently and I got a book and it was all dense and all this hard to oh, remember this and this and it's a crystalline form. Right. And, remember this. and I'm like, well, I don't know, how the hell do I remember this? <laughs> so I decided to buy 50 of the crystals listed in the book I had and then make my own relationship with them. Excellent. Like, yeah. So what does it mean to me? What kind of food does it look like it wants to eat? Um, what's its favorite music? <laughs> what's a fun nickname I can give it? And so I go through those with a picture of the crystal, and then you get a blank page to do the same thing on your own. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. That way people... you can make them more meaningful to you. It's not just quartz. You know, it's yeah. the... Yeah. It's the clear, uh, universal panacea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one more. What did I? Oh, I had one more thing. Oh, when I was doing my crystal research, um, of course, jewelry's brought up a lot. You know, right. people started wearing crystals for protection, not necessarily just to look good or because right. of how it would help them. And it would, talked about this one woman who said her crystals. Her crystals, her jewelry, her precious gems would get so angry when she didn't wear them. So not only did hers have knowledge and energy, they had personalities and emotion. Well, it sounds like she's also saying, hey, that's angry that you didn't buy that for me. So you better buy that for me right now. <laughs> it's angry. You also have a book, and I like this one. The last two I'm looking at here right now are pretty awesome. The, the Rensky Doggy Dictionary. Oh, yeah. That sounds interesting. Thank you. That one celebrates my love of dogs. So I went... You definitely love dogs. Oh, my God. I love them. I love them. I love them. I grew up with <laughs> cats. Would you believe I used to be a cat person? No, I used to be a cat person, too. Really? Yeah, I grew up with them all my life. Yeah, yeah and I thought they were where it's at. And then I think around age 35, I finally got my first dog of my own. And there's no going back, man. <laughs> well, they're so loving. I mean, they're they just are. so loving. Cats are not that loving. <laughs> no. They're Cats very... love, they're loving when they want to be loved. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're cool. I respect them a great deal. Oh, I yeah. Mean, yeah. But if you want a lovey-dovey, hug you all night, lay next to you, steal the covers, pet, that's a dog will do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love dogs. They're awesome. I know. So in that one, I look at a lot of dog terms. Again, I put them with fun illustrations. And I also look at um, the origin of, of some of the phrases we hear, um, like gone to the dogs. Right. Yeah. What's that mean? 
Yeah, that one, um, you know, means that it's turned to crap. And ah. if I remember correctly, I don't have the book in front of me. Um, that would be what they did to exile people out of the city walls because those people were did something wrong, you know, like get out right. of our community. And right. outside the city walls is where all the stray dogs would hang out eating all the scraps. Oh, I got you. So they literally went to the dogs. Go to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a better place to be. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But they got to fight for your food. <laughs> now, the last one it says... It's written by someone else, but illustrated by you, and it's called Alfie, the Angel's Little Alphabet Book. Oh, yes. My, my friend wrote that, a great poet, and he asked me would I please uh, illustrate it for him, and we put it together, and that is the most charming, most adorable alphabet book you've ever read. He's on a spiritual plane as well, and... So like M is for meditation, you know, but it's right. written in a way you could read it to a five-year-old to help them look at life in a different way. Well, that's amazing. I, I Just the illustration of it is is amazing. It's got the alphabet and the little, their own little deals all the way around the book. And Yes, and, uh, we had little, so little angel much on the front. fun yeah, with that. And that, it, you know, usually, not usually, but some collaborations... Here's what happens. The two people get excited. One person does all the work. The other one forgets about it. And then we all go home. Right. <laughs> this collaboration, like, was what a real collaboration should have been or should be. And we just kind of fueled each other's creativity. I mean, he had it written already. But right. as far as the art went, you know, I came back to with him, like, how's this? No, it needs to be like this. And then as I was doing it like this, then I thought of this. And then all of a sudden this. And then we had borders. And oh, my God. Yeah. Well, just the illustration alone, it stands out from, from all the other ones. I mean, it really looks... looks how, how long is the book? Um, 26 pages. A and to it's Z. for children, right? It's an actual... Well, it's for adults, too. It's... It's just a sweet, you know, one of my friends bought like 20 of them. So she was giving them instead of greeting cards, you know, it's just like oh, a right. fast, fun book to have around. Well, I like it. I like it a Thank lot. Thank you. Alfie the Angel. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the the little book of Big Jerks. I like this book a lot. It's fun. I had my uh, my buddy V, which we have a, you know, Conversations with V podcast. We're going to talk about that uh, later as well. Cool. Um, with V, we're going to discuss your book because he thought it was real fun as well. He oh, nice. Before yeah. we get into it, can I just, I'm sorry I didn't mention William Duke's name. He is oh, a yeah. wonderful poet who came up with Alfie. Oh, right. Yeah. By yeah, William yeah. Duke. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Does so he have any other, does he have a lot of po poems or books? Oh, my there, God. Or? Yeah. I, when I was, I lived in New York, I would hit the poetry readings all the time, and that's how I met him. And I still am connected to a lot of New York poets. He's, he's a prolific poet. He's also a yoga teacher, wow. instructor. And um, I remember he had some kind of connection to the Gowanus Canal. Oh, wow. He's a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and he had me met, um, illustrate the, the seven chakras for him, too. So oh. 
this is good stuff. Okay. Well, All I want right. people to, to, to see your illustrations because they're just very unique and really, really cool. And uh, you don't get tired of looking at them. You know, they're not the same. Each one of them is not the same as, as the last one. It's really, really cool. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll put a link to your site and everything on the, you know, at the end of the show. So. Cool. But so let's go over the little big the little book of big jerks. Tell me tell me how you were inspired to write this for lack oh, of better word. Well, guess what? Annoyance. Um, <laughs> 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 so I would go to this place. Uh, I would meet friends, you know, a group of friends on Saturday mornings, and this new woman was invited along, and you know, I'm a I. I one of my struggles is people pleasing. I always say yes, 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 and then right. go home and, and home and get mad at myself. Like, why did I say <laughs> I would do this? I have no intent. I don't want to do this <laughs> anyway. So she's new, and I want to make her feel welcome, and I want her to like me. Can you give me a ride home? Sure. Next time. Can you give me a ride home? Sure. <laughs> Next time. Can you give me a ride home? And loan me fifteen dollars. <laughs> sure. Can you give me a ride home? Loan me. No. No. <laughs> and then it's like, then I don't know what to do. And then I want to just stop going to hang out, but that's not fair to me to have to give that up because I want to avoid her because I'm afraid of confronting her because what is she going to do? Chop my head off? You know, but whatever. Right. <laughs> but ah. Uh, I'm not, it's one of those people that you give her an inch and she keeps taking a mile. And I said, oh, God, it's like a gimme Gina. And, and I could just picture <laughs> her and I drew the cartoon. And then I started thinking of her characteristics. I said, I got to make a whole book of these annoying people. And here we are. <laughs> She's gimme Gina. And, and She's uh, gimme Gina. The, 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 under Gimme Gina, it says, tell her the sky is blue and she'll ask to borrow your blue sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everything's about like, what can you give me? You know? Yes. <laughs> I know people like that. And uh, oh. in fact, I know several people in this book. I'm pretty sure that you met them and that's why you wrote about them. Yeah, exactly. I could, I mean, some of them, I just, they're exactly one person and others are kind of a combination. Well, what I thought was funny is uh, when I looked on Amazon and the reviews, they were all, all five-star reviews, but it was funny. Almost every review said, instead of saying, oh, I love this book, I know this person, I know that person, most of them were said, like, I'm kind of like this person, I'm kind of like that person, I have to work on that. <laughs> so, you know, I think everybody was like, okay, is she writing about me? <laughs> well, I'm, I know I'm in a lot of those too. And that's what's so cool because, you know, it's like these are, you normally wouldn't say, you know, oh, I'm a cantankerous, I'm a, a crabby woman, you know, ah. Right. But I'm a cantankerous Connie is kind of funny. So yeah. if you put humor into stuff like this, things that are hard to look at. <laughs> it, it, it I'm sorry, <laughs> cantankerous Connie, tell her the sky is blue and, and she'll say that she can't see it because your tree branches are blocking your view. <laughs> this one was also yeah. a real life person. <laughs> I love that. And when will your damn dog stop barking? <laughs> that was my next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yes. Uh, everybody knows that person. Everybody knows oh Connie. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually kind of a Connie at times, but I'm surrounded by dogs and children, and I have neither. I'm in oh, an apartment. Oh, wow. So, you know, and I have, actually, there's a, there used to be a dog 
on one side of me and there's a dog on the other and the one dog would start barking and then the other dog would start barking and then they would start barking back and forth oh and i'm man. right in the middle of them i love dogs but eventually you know after an hour you're like come on man. oh after an hour <laughs> after two minutes i know it's like i my dogs bark at nothing and it, it does drive me crazy and i remember someone said your dog was barking for 45 minutes and I'm like, no. no, there's no way I would have sat there for more than four minutes of barking. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, annoyance, that's another thing about annoyance. It seems it's, it makes time last a lot longer. Yeah, it does. You know, it one minute of annoyance, you're, you're aware of every second of that minute. Yes. So it's very, very annoying. So uh, I want to know how you dealt with, what, how's the, what's the solution to dealing with Gimme Gina? Um, how, did you, how did you deal with that? Well, I moved to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I did not move to get away from her. Although I did move out of a different state in the past to get away from someone. That's how bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. I got to hear that. We got to hear that. Okay. <laughs> well, it was a, a, a boyfriend, and we were in New Mexico. <clears throat> Excuse me. And all of a sudden, his 16-year-old son came to live with us. Oh. Yeah. That's not a change or anything. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I was freaking out because I'm like, ew, that makes me like a stepmom. And I'm too young to be like any kind of mom thing. And I don't want right. to be a mom thing. So I don't want this to happen. So um, the kid came and I was like cantankerous Connie I made all these house rules <laughs> and if he diso disobeyed I made him clean we had five goats at the time you know you have to clean <laughs> the goat pen you know I just gonna make it like yucky so he'd want to go back to his mom oh, <laughs> but his mom wouldn't take him back right. so um and uh finally I said I've had enough I told the boyfriend I said you know it's either him or me you know and I left and huffed out. And next thing I know, he picks his son. Now, looking back, if he would have picked me over his son, you don't want him, right? Right, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I hope he picked his son. I mean. Right, right. <laughs> so you actually just moved? Well, then I couldn't stay there after I was slighted. Right. So, so I... <laughs> Said, ah, and I found another, I was working at newspapers at the time because they were still existent. Right. And I found a job in Northern California and I fled the state. <laughs> well, that's, which, so which one were you, were, you were uh, Connie, right? Oh, I was being Connie to that kid for sure. Oh my God. I mean, I look back now and I would have never acted like that, but. I changed a lot. I mean, that was like 15 plus years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's when most people do change around 35, 30, 35. They start growing up. Yeah. I still was in the non grown up phase. <laughs> you know, it's like everything's about me. And where's that person? Um. <laughs> I well, I really think that has a lot to do with fear. I mean, I think when we, that's, that's a lot of control and fear and, you know, oh. I, want, I don't want to change my life the way it is. And, 
You know, I don't right. want to accept anything new into my life and things like that. So yeah, I was real bad. I used to get like that when something would, like you said, um, why did I do that? You know, why did I agree to that? And I would do that same thing. And I would agree to something and then come and do, oh, well, I don't want to do that. And then I'd have to go somewhere right before I leave. I'd be angry the whole time I'm driving. Yep. You know? And then uh, I'd get there and I would enjoy it. Yes. Like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> uh, those are the, yeah, I don't know if those are worse or better, but yeah, we like, look how much time and energy and anguish we waste creating yeah. things, creating drama where none has to exist. All that time I spent, oh, you know, railing against it. I could have, you know, could have been good thoughts. Exactly. That's another thing. It's, it's hard for a lot of people, myself included, but um, sometimes we'll take a scenario and take it to the worst case scenario, right? Oh, it's going to rain all day and, uh, oh, and this is going to happen. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's all just fantasy. So why can't we switch it and fantasize about wonderful things instead? That's what I'm doing now. Yay! Yeah. I don't yep. allow myself to go with the negative on, thoughts. Yes. Yeah. I've been working on that too. I love it. I used to do the thing where everybody was going to be against me in whatever situation. Oh, uh, yeah. So in my mind, you think of a situation and something would always go wrong. Oh, yeah. And then one day I'm like, why? What? I understand things go wrong in real life, but maybe they're going wrong in my life because I'm thinking of them that way. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm always trying to find something wrong. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because you act like a magnet. If you pay, whatever you pay attention to, the universe thinks that's what you want. Well, I think most people are afraid of success. Yes. Oh. I think it's just all fear. I think it's just fear of success, fear of, of moving forward, fear of changing who I am and how I think. Yes. And once I've, I've started that, now, now I can't stop. Now I just want everything to go perfect in my mind. And, you know, I love it's, it. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's, it's, it makes you feel much better. Yeah. Well, why, why shouldn't it? Why we're thinking gloom and doom versus happy, yeah. happy. Yeah. And I, I, I was, well, I always wondered, is it just me? Is it just me? But the more I talk to people, the more I realize a lot of people are in that mode. And I, I really think it goes back to the fear is the most powerful emotion we feel first mm. and last. And I most people, agree. you feel fear when you're being born. I mean, you have to, you're going from one world to another, right. this complete nice, different warm, world. dark place yeah. where no one really bothers you. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine being a nice, warm place and then coming out in the air and, and with a little baby like and it must be horrible. And then those stupid <laughs> hospital lights, they're like, so bright. And then, then I watch you watch them. they blind. Yeah. Well, the nurse will take the baby and start wiping them down. I'm like, dude, that's a little stuff. Be careful. I know. Like, no, no, they're just babies. They're okay. Then all these faces like, <laughs> coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously the last emotion you'll feel has to be fear. Ah, I, mean, it has to be. I would think so. But then again, um, I mean, fear of, of death is like one of my haunting fears, but it's not really fear of death. It's the fear of becoming nothing after we die. Well, I, I solved that for you because... This is one of my things that I, I've been working on. And I actually, I believe if whatever you believe, if you believe it, seriously believe it. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. Exactly. I thought that as a kid. Yeah. People would say like, what is hell? And I'm like, whatever you think the worst thing in the world is, is hell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that's, and that's what I think. And Oh, uh, well, I think you know what? You, you just validated it for yeah. me. 
Thank Absolutely. you. And you see a lot of people in this world that are so incredibly successful. Right. You know, Elon Musk, I don't know what kind of person he is. I don't know if he's a nice guy or not, but I know he's incredibly successful because he has the vision. And you can only have that vision if you were, if that was supported by somebody when you were young. Right. Whether they made him learn or whether he wanted to learn and they supported that. Either way, he was allowed to learn. And he was allowed to better himself. And he was allowed to dream. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's probably the one. limits. Yeah. A lot exactly. of people have these dreams, but they're too fearful to move forward or someone told them that's ridiculous. Why, how come you think that's going to work, you know? Yeah, can you imagine telling Elon Musk, oh, please, you, you can't make electric cars. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Dude right. makes the most amazing electric cars that exist right now. And he's putting satellites in orbit and he wants to go to Mars. And, and it's like he doesn't have limits. That's awesome. Speaking of the drama, Dramatic Dolly. Oh, let's see. I got the book in front of me. <laughs> Dramatic Dolly. Tell her the sky is blue and she'll immediately screech that it's falling in. Can't you see the pressure she's under? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's so true. Yep. Oh, my God. Yes. Some of these, that's what they are. They're so funny because they're true because you know people like that. Yes. They're scary. We got Negative Nelly, oh. Gina, we got Argumentative Anna, One Up Ophelia, Tadong oh. Tom, Woeful Willem, William, uh, Backstabbing Beatrice. I like her. She's, oh. tell, tell her the sky is blue and she'll say you're so amazing to notice. Then she'll go tell everybody you suck. <laughs> <laughs> we all know her. Yes. <laughs> of course, I've been her at times. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think everyone has. It's, I mean, gossip is just such, that's like, you know it's so negative and so awful, but it's, it's like you, you're just drawn to it. I think there's a fear of uh, confrontation. So mm. it's like, oh, yeah, you're so amazing. Thanks. See you. And then you turn and you're like, what the hell is her problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So look, I could have said, you know, yeah, I could have said, what's your problem? But you don't want it. We don't want that confrontation. So, you know, right. Oh, so I'm looking at all these people, too. Um, these made up characters kind of. But perhaps they're all driven by fear. Then I think I think most of our lives. I think we start out being driven by fear, and I think it's part of our responsibility and the people who raise us to, to teach us to grow out of that and to use that fear to our advantage, which most people don't. Right. That's why there's 7 billion people in the world, but there's you know very few successful, truly successful people. Yeah. Most people are just surviving and living. And, right, not thriving and yeah. rejoicing. Exactly. Wow. So which, which one of these characters is actually your favorite? My favorite to not like or my favorite? Yes. Favorite to not like. Well, the one that I reference most often is definitely Negative Nelly. And I think that's my favorite because that was me. Everything, every something was wrong with everything. <laughs> Tell her the sky is blue and she'll say even the bluest sky can't hide all the cancer-causing chemicals swirling around our right. atmosphere. Right, <laughs> and it's the same thing we were talking about, how we can switch our thoughts. We can fantasize about the catastrophe or fantasize about heaven on earth. Right. Um, yeah. You can look at any single thing, and I could make it negative. 
<laughs> and I remember I went to a, a shrink. Oh, what a surprise, right? Um, right. <laughs> and I, and I, she was, we were talking about positive thinking and putting up little post-its around my house telling me I'm beautiful and I'm worthy and all these positive thoughts, right? And then I said, I, I can see it's working, but I feel like it's brainwashing. I feel like I'm just brainwashing myself into thinking positive. And she said, well, what do you think you were doing with the negative for all right. these years? <laughs> and I was, that, that to me was like an epiphanet. I was like, oh, whoa. Well, that's what we do. We, we are brainwashed. Right. And that's we why we, that's why we say, well, that's why we say thank you and please and thank you. Oh. Because our mothers, every time you say something, what do they say? Say please, say thank you. They're brainwashing you from, from a childhood. So if they could do the same thing with positive reinforcement. Oh, my God. Like, you're great at this. You're great at that. And you just tell them over and over. Yeah. It's, it, you, you start believing these things. You can achieve anything you want. Yeah. We have pathways that we create. Every time we, we experience something new, it creates a pathway in our mind. So every time we experience that, that pathway gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And our minds are sole goal of our minds is to make our lives as easy as possible. And they're going to, they're going to be like water or lightning. They're going to take the, the easiest path. It's going to find the easiest path and take that. So the easiest path in our minds is the one that's been used the most. So in, in my mind, in your mind, it sounded like at one time, our pathways were very negative. We were reinforced those negative pathways over and over again. Yeah. It's like what? stopping a habit. You, that's a pathway. Every time you smoke a cigarette, you're reinforcing that pathway. Right. That's why stopping is so difficult because your mind's like, I don't want to do this. It's hard. Right. I want to do this. I, I want to smoke. It's easy. Pathway, man. Yeah, exactly. So that's my, my thought on it just because that's how my mind seems to work. And that makes so sense. it was so difficult to, to change that. It's so difficult. Well, you know, I had a friend who found a way that works for me. That's uh, finding a specific thing that works for you is always the best. Um, because right. I've always had a focus on money. She said, every time I thought a negative thought, I had to put a dollar in, in this bin. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You know how fast I started training my mind to get out of negative thoughts if I had to pay for them? Well, that's what I was just thinking. You, when you see that bin full of dollars, you're like, wow. That's a, that's a lot of negative thoughts. Right. Or di well, just for me, giving up the dollar for something right, giving up. Yeah, I don't yeah. want. Not <laughs> <laughs> I could buy shoes for God's sake with 50 of these thoughts. <laughs> well, then you say, hey, so every positive thought, I'm going to take a dollar back out. Oh, no. yeah. Well, that, that helped me. I like, you know, when I'm trying to better myself, and it's really hard. I'll try to come up with fun little games or techniques that are amusing. Like in traffic is a big negative thing for me. That's yes. for a lot of people. So one of my games in traffic is to look around and find one good thing for every half mile. Oh, that's a nice, that's a good idea. Right. So instead. What about of when you're in traffic that's not moving though? 
hey, look at the nice red color on that car. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. know Illinois had such a cool license plate. <laughs> Damn, those wheels are nice. It's me. For me, music can do that. Mm. I just put on, put in my earbuds, and I turn up the music, and then everything kind of goes away. Yeah, music is one of the most powerful mood boosters for sure. What's fun is because music, you know, is a vibe. It's just noise and sound. Everything's vibration. Even our bodies. There isn't really one cell that's touching another. They're all vibrating. I know that always freaked me out. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it's it's uh. It's cool, and, and music just kind of takes that. I'm real sensitive to any deep vibration anyway. Mm. So like when I hear something, there's certain tones and stuff that just relax me immediately. Oh, nice. I don't know why, but it's just like, bam. Especially if I have headphones on, you know. Yeah. And there's no other noise around and stuff, so it's, it's really amazing. I, I like, I want to go over this one-up Ophelia because I think that everybody in the... <laughs> English-speaking world and the non-English-speaking world knows one-up Ophelia. Mm. So when you tell her the sky is blue, she'll say she's already noticed it this morning and she's way ahead of you. And did she mention she almost went to Harvard? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she's yeah. got one-up you. Everything you say, she's got it a one-up for you. doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Speaking of that, I was doing some research uh, on this and... Uh, we actually get annoyed with people sometimes when they're talking because we're, it's not that we're waiting to say something. It's that we're trying to, to guess what they're going to say next. Really? So when, so when we're, you know, boring Boris or blathering Betty, when we're dealing with someone like this, it makes us difficult. It's difficult for us to, to take part in that conversation because we're trying to decide what they're going to say next so that we can have a response to that. Oh. But they're saying, you know, they're just blathering or they're boring or, or complaining about <laughs> something. It's like, are they dramatic? It's like, I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to think those thoughts that they're thinking. It's almost like empathy kicks in and we have to kind of empathize with one another as we're talking. Uh-huh. And I don't want to, I don't want to empathize with negative Nelly or gimme Gina. Right. I don't, don't want to be around them. Exactly. Well, you can put up a protective shield. Yes, um, and I love the page. first one. Oh, okay. The first one is my favorite, <laughs> and we're going to go over that one first because that's the awesome one. Okay, now we're up to the solutions, just so yes. people don't think that we just wallow in the problem of these annoying people. <laughs> Part two of the book is where you get the solutions on how to deal with these people. Exactly. <laughs> and the first solution, my favorite, is called the shit shield. <laughs> In this world, in this day and age, in this time right now, anytime you leave the house, you need a shit shield. Oh, big time. Yes. <laughs> and it's not a shield made out of shit. No, it's not. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a shield made for blocking everybody else's shit that they're using. Yes. <laughs> now, this sounds funny, but in, in reality, you do kind of create a shield. Yeah. So that when you're out and about, people can't to bring you down or bring you into their world. Exactly. And, and that's, that's what I got off of the shit shield, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and we do have an energetic field around us, speaking of all our energy, and right. I found out ours is like, it extends for like 55 feet. Really? Yes. That's why you don't even like to be around some people. Exactly. Huh? Oh, that's we interesting. We can pick up vibes that far away. 
That's what, like when someone walks into a room and yep. you're like, oh, I don't oh, like that guy for some just, reason. Yeah. Right. You just feel their energy. Yuck. When I was a child, there were, my mom and had a good friend. She was redhead. And she ended up sleeping with my mom's boyfriend at the time or whatever. I was like four or five. So oh. I didn't quite remember the situation, but. For my whole life, I didn't really like redheads. Every time I'd get around him, I was like uh, a little uneasy around him. Right. And then one day, once I was going through all this, you know, fixing my mind and trying to figure out things, I noticed that there were certain people that I just didn't like for some reason. Uh huh. So I started thinking about that, and I realized, well, because these are the people that I've had experiences with when I was young, and a redhead is unique. I mean, they're not, you know, you don't go out and there's, you know. 800. 100 redheads and right. one, you know, one blonde and one brunette. It's more like the other way around. So, right. So every time I'd see one, I'd be like, whoa. And then I realized that. And as soon as I realized that's why, it all went away. Yes. I had the now, same Now I like thing. redheads. <laughs> yeah. I hated the colors yellow and pink. Ugh. Oh. I just hate them. I hate them. I hate them. And then, again, like you, I was thinking one day, why do I hate those colors? They're not awful. They're, they're happy colors. Yeah. And uh, then it occurred to me um, when I was a child, if I was bad, I had to go sit in my room. Go sit in my room. <laughs> sit on my bed and don't touch anything. My right. first childhood room was pink. My second oh. one was yellow. Oh, so you associate pink and yellow Both with, with bad. punishment. Yeah, punishment, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. It went away once I realized. Isn't that so cool when you get to the... That's why looking at your fears is so amazing. Because when you dig down, or, or even your anger, or any emotion you don't like, when you find the source, it dissipates. Yep. Well, now I see there's six books here. Uh, but you wrote... You've written, what, ten or nine? Um, There's... Four, I think you didn't mention. Right. Yeah. Let's mention them real quick. And Okay. Well, you know, I have the doggy dictionary. I what? also have a rat dictionary called Rats Incredible. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> My cousin used to raise rats. Oh, he, he I had rats. like 32 of them at one point. Yeah. yeah. They're really smart. They are fabulous pets. If you can't have a dog, go for a rat. Yeah, that's what you he know. said. They're almost like they're almost like pets. You know, they're like they almost are like little dogs. Affectionate. You know? I mean, I yeah. had one. He would lick my arm when I was petting him. <laughs> he was so cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not talking street rats. These are nice rats. I was just gonna say, most people are thinking rats <laughs> like New York City rats. Or right. Like that. No, no. These were. Yeah, I, I like rats. I think they're very cool. So, we got rats incredible. Then we have bony yoga which is a real-life yoga guide, but instead of people displaying the poses, all the poses are depicted with skeletons, skeletal yoga poses. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting just because it's interesting. I, you know, yeah. To see a skeleton doing yoga, that would be... I know because I know your, your artistic ability, so I can already visualize you know, Right, and the what funny look looks like, on yeah. their faces when they're yeah. doing, like, how did my body do this? <laughs> 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 and what else do you have? Um, one that is, a, I love fairy tales and fables, and my master's is actually focused on folklore. And oh, so I wrote a fable of my own called the 
the boy who had moldy cheese pizza under his bed. Oh, <laughs> Well, I've been there. <laughs> well, that one was inspired by a real-life friend in high school. I remember I was at his house, and I moved my leg. And you know how you move your leg and it goes under the bed? And right. I kicked something. I said, what the hell is this? And I pulled it out. And it was this pizza box with moldy cheese pizza in it. <laughs> I think some people are wondering why you were in his room. Oh, we were platonic uh, friends. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was in a lot of rooms when I was in high school of plat- quote unquote platonic friends. No, this was a real platonic one. Oh, okay. Yeah, for real platonic. Come on, would I date someone with moldy pizza under their bed? No. Well, I was going to say, afterwards, you're probably not. (laughs) You're probably like, see you later, moldy. (laughs) See you, moldy guy. So it's a fable that tells you what happens if you don't clean up your room. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You write write really fun books. Thank you. And then the final one I'll mention is called The Septic Bucket List. Oh, nice. Yeah, another good one. Um, (laughs) And it's just the top 10 things, you know, everyone has their bucket list they want to do before they die. These are the things you don't want to do before you die. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah. I've done all those. I've done all those. Yeah, I think I have too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to or you wouldn't know. (laughs) Well, I collected some from outside sources. And actually, no, I never retrieved my eyeglasses from an outhouse. Oh, no. But, you know, because I wear glasses, so I always think, wow, if my glasses fell in there, would I go get them? (laughs) No. Hell no. I don't think there's anything I would go get. I ha- I got my new phone that cost you know eight or nine hundred bucks, and if I dropped that in an outhouse, it would be bye bye. You wouldn't. Yep. Yeah. I would, I would. I would rather pay the nine hundred bucks for a new phone. You're than right. Stick my hand in that. There is nothing. I mean, it's not like you can even stick your hand in it. You'd have to like go to the underground chamber. Yeah. No, I'll just get a new phone. I <laughs> <laughs> pass. On that delicious note. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ren, I I think that. Uh, People should go and shop your art and shop your books. Your art's amazing. Thank you. And uh, it's all on uh, it's all on your well, it's on Etsy.com as well, right? Right. So on, right now, Etsy's see. on hiatus because I'm having trouble finding metal in Florida, but oh. I will be back in business with that soon. Because you you work with sheet metal, correct? right? Well, the yeah. ones the local ones that I called right away, they didn't have the right gauge that I use. So that made me mad. So now I don't do art for a minute. <laughs> I'll show <No>. them. <laughs> well, which one are you? No, oh, we, who could I okay. be? Which one are you? Oh, yeah. who's angry? Uh, com- <laughs> complaining Charles, maybe. We can do uh, a little bit of negative Nelly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or no, maybe dramatic Dolly, too. It's like there, a mix. Yeah, there we go. you need your separation satellite for that yes most definitely (laughs) i love the hammerhead that's that's my favorite (laughs) the solution for 
for some of these. One of them is a hammerhead that your mom came up with, I guess. Yes. <laughs> you just hit people in the head. Yeah, just hit people in the head with a hammer. It's, it's, you say it's both supremely simple and supremely effective. <laughs> Repeat as needed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the only one I need, actually. I just carry a hammer around with me. Yeah. If we could do that, there would be no annoying people in my life. <laughs> there'd be no annoying people yeah. at all. There'd be no people. <laughs> yeah, there'd be no people. Not even me at some point. Yeah, right. <laughs> be, I annoy myself half the time. <laughs> well, Ren, I think that people should go to rengargulinski.com. I'm going to spell it out. R-Y-N-G-A-R-G-U-L-I-N-S-K-I.com. Cool. And that has some of your art. I don't know if you have any art saved up or you have stuff they can buy but uh yeah if not maybe they can place an order or just see what you have done in the past yes and if they want to contact me and spur me onward i will get moving on the the metal and you also have rinsky coaching club yeah you know what i just got i just rebranded that as laughing wolf healing Yes, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, so that website is brand new and ready for action. There you can learn more about uh, the coaching I do and the Reiki. And there are some books available there, the same ones we talked about. And um, I have a couple of online courses that are fast and fun. Excellent. And you do uh, also, you do tarot reading. Yes, I do. I didn't put that on there because... You have to draw the line somehow. Like, how many services can you put? Oh, right, right. Yeah. Tarot reading should go on there. Um, it's on there. Yeah, it's on there. Oh, that's on the coaching one, but not on the laughing. Yeah, the coaching. Healing. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you have coolest social distancing. Oh, distancing shirt. Okay. Yes. Stay back six feet. It's in. It's artist. Uh, your your art on there yes nice. i do have those in stock and uh wow so you have a lot of things going i know i'm a gemini yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm a leo what's that say what's, oh what's you're what's proud leo you're a lion very yes, yes. you're proud Although i've gotten strong. less i've gotten less i have less pride as i get older and it's it's a good thing Right. It's less negative pride, more positive outlook, I think. Yeah, well, it's more confidence, not cockiness. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think getting older is wonderful. I, I am happier than I've ever been. I am too. I'm starting to really, I think you just get comfortable with yourself after a while uh, with life and you get better at it, you know, so. You're right. Uh, the better I'm at life, the, the easier it becomes yeah. you know, to live. So. And then we got all those re retraining the brain pathways going on. Oof, by the time we're uh, seventy, look out, world. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Elon Musk by the time I'm seventy. <laughs> of course, I won't have any energy to do anything. <laughs> well, anyway, Ren, thank you for joining us, and uh, I hope that we can do this again. And uh, definitely, thank you. Always a pleasure speaking with you. Everybody visit rengargulinski.com and check her out. Thank you. All right. See you later, Ren. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for asking. Bye-bye. The Now on Late City Nights. Make us your go-to nightcap.